Welcome to the driver's line. I'm Greg. I'm Jordan. And today we have a conversation. Yes, we do. So uh, in the news recently, we saw that there was the North American International Auto Show uh, just a few weeks ago. And it appears that there was not much going on. No, the, the auto show was oddly quiet. Uh, there was a, normally Detroit was one of the biggest ones in the industry, but in the past few years, it's been pretty quiet and this year was no different. Yeah, so uh, one of the big things that we saw at least happening was the Cadillac CT5. Uh, we saw a refresh happening this year, uh, rolling out next year for the next model year. And honestly, I was kind of surprised that they were refreshing it at all, uh, considering that they're not really investing too much in their naturally aspirated petrol-based engines anymore. Specifically sedans, right? Yeah, like, right. I mean, everybody's killing off the sedan. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're going to give this a new face when it already had a perfectly good one. Yeah, so like speaking about the face, right? <laughs> there was a revised front fascia that I think Greg doesn't enjoy as much as I do probably. No, no, I, you know, it, it kind of goes along the lines a little bit more akin to like the CT4. Which is not bad, but as an ATSV owner, I'm like, hey, I really like that look better. And, you know, the CT5 kind of carried that a little bit forward, slightly better than the CT4 did. Well, we see that they're trying to probably move towards an integrated look across the lineup. Um, you know, I mean, that, how dare they? You know, the corporate grill. Yeah, I know, the corporate grill. Well, at least it doesn't have that fancy LED grill. That is true. Yeah, I know the, the giant shield. Yeah. You will see me coming from miles away. <laughs> <laughs> you need some venting. So, uh, yeah. So we got that new corporate face uh, that rolled out on the X-T4 uh, last refresh for that model. And uh, we're probably going to see that coming across even more to integrate it more with their electric vehicles. Um, so you have a new refresh front face. They say that the rear has been refreshed, but not really much. It looks like it's it happened looks the to same the back. To me. Yeah. But the best news, the Blackwing is coming back. We will get yes. another version of the CT5V Blackwing, which... I hope they make a ton of them so I can buy one used. Amen, brother. I think that makes two of us because <laughs> yes. we know that is a fantastic chassis, oh, as you can attest to. Absolutely fantastic chassis yeah. Alpha is, and every revision has only made it better. Every revision of the magnetic ride control, mm. even better than the one before it. That's right. Uh, on the inside is really where you're going to see most of the big changes. We saw that... Uh, you know, for years, uh, the interior of the CT4 and CT5 have been kind of lambasted about being a few steps behind the competition. Um, I mean, I think it was pretty well laid out and, and pretty ergonomic. Yeah, uh, materials absolutely. weren't really too bad, but uh, what we saw here is a big step forward in terms of the IP. So we have a 33-inch screen that's going across the, the dash, very similar to the Escalade, the Lyric, all the future models coming out, even the XT4 that was refreshed last year. So you're going to get the same basic features as those do, those have, uh, the customizable IP for the driver. You also have Apple CarPlay that's still available. Still available. Gotta love it. <laughs> Until all those electric cars start rolling out of GM, oh, which is an interesting so choice. But yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting choice. Yeah. One other awesome debut at the show was the new Acadia. So the Acadia kind of had been a little bit rough in, in terms of how it was perceived by a lot it's of consumers. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> You know, my wife and I were actually looking for a vehicle right in this class last year. And we looked at the Acadia. I wanted to give it a chance. But it was too small. The materials were too bad. And the technology was kind of lacking. So we went a different direction. But GM has recognized that and decided to, with their uh, GMC brand, to go ahead and move forward with a much refreshed Acadia. Mm. Much nicer interior. It's 24% larger than the previous one. So that is a huge 
difference. Yeah. That is the reason a lot of people actually went the Traverse instead. It's because the Traverse was the actual full size of the platform, whereas the Acadia was smaller. Yeah, I always found it weird that they shrunk it from one year to another. I mean, makes that, no sense. The Acadia was the first one they came out with those. Uh, with the, I think it was a relay, right? Yeah, and the, the Saturn yeah, relay. Yeah, the Saturn relay, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and and the Buick Enclave, which is still pretty popular. Mm -hmm. uh, and they shrunk it. I guess yeah. to make to make, maybe to make some differentiation between, between that and the Buick Yukon, and, maybe yeah. or but, between yeah. that before you're going to have the elevation, elevation. From here, <laughs> and then you're gonna have the, the off-roady AT4, and then of course the Denali, which is gonna be the one that everybody aspires to. I'm curious how many folks take their AT4 Acadia off-roading. <laughs> Did not, not see ready. anything in the press release about that. But I'm gonna guess it's between it's zero and five. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Any changes to the powertrain or anything on that? Oh, I did not see anything about the powertrain, okay. but I would imagine there probably are some changes yeah. that I did not. Probably some minor stuff, that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, they, I saw the interior. The interior looks really nice. I know. The interior looks great. They've got uh, new uh, screens within the uh, cockpit, so for both for driver and the center console. Yeah. Lots of the latest updated tech, and so it's going to be a pretty nice rig. I think they're going to sell pretty well. Uh, we also show, saw out of GM uh, a, a unveiling or a re-unveiling, if you will, of the GMC Sierra EV. So that's a platform meets with the Silverado EV, or like I like to call it the Avalanche EV, because that's essentially what it <laughs> looks like. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so really great technology coming out of GM with the Ultium platform, I think. Uh, it's obviously a little pricey, but uh, we, Very are, pricey. we are the, approaching the- The first edition here. or whatever they call it, right, is gonna be edition, over $100,000. Yeah. Um, so a lot less expensive than a Hummer, yep. but you know, pretty expensive for your electric pickup truck. It, I think it plays a nice middle ground between um, having that Silverado, which, which has the work truck options, uh, which has been really great. I mean, they recently did a towing test on it, and it outperformed a lot of the gas-powered competition, uh -huh. which is pretty incredible. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's true, though. Uh, it's true. Future's Those, coming. Yeah, um, future's coming, whether we like it or not. So in between that and the Hummer EV, which is definitely like a super truck, top of the line, it is in your face. It has that nice middle ground of a luxury feel but it's not so overwhelming that mm -hmm. you know it might turn off a lot of customers. I right. think GMC is playing it really smart there. Plus a crab walks. I gotta be honest, I don't see the point in crab walking. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, <laughs> good for you. Well, if you just want to sidle over a little bit, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Whatever happened, just shift it to reverse. But hey, I guess some people who are doing off-roading definitely see uh, the, the value in that. It's, it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, I would really love to see it just turn around 360, though. That I know, would be that would be so cool. Like the tank turns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of different ones have advertised the tank turn, but nobody's actually put in production or pulled right. it off. So I'm guessing it must be a... a lot of wear and tear mm -hmm. on the electric motors, yeah. the tires, or some other element of the vehicle that make it just unfeasible for production use. It it, it kind of reminds me also way back, to, remember that Sierra C3, which turned into Sierra Denali, yes, it had the yeah. quadra steer. Right? right, oh yeah, those that were was, so cool. That was groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Technology. I thought that was so amazing. Because you had this giant truck yeah. that could do like the tightest turns. Yeah. That's so cool. I think they could really push that even further, but yeah, absolutely. let's see. I'm sure that they're leaving stuff down the road. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you got to gotta have a product in development, right? Exactly. Just like we have podcasts in development. That's right. Truck. Well, Ford's been doing a decent amount of publicity with their Lightning EV pickup, but uh, they just recently unveiled their refreshed or redone uh, Ford F-150. Uh, it's not completely brand new. Uh, what we see is a lot of changes in terms of trim options, some changes in options in terms of engine. So the standard engine is no longer um, what was on offer before, which is at 3.3. Uh, V6. Now all of them come standard 
uh, with that 2.7 twin turbo. Yeah. So you're getting a little more power. It's a solid that. engine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we saw that. We saw some changes in the front fascia. So very typical, minor. Yeah, yeah. just typical. typical Going to give it a little stuff. bit of a little rub and a promise there. Right. But yeah. We're probably going to cut that out because that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we saw some minor changes and um i mean in terms of the front fascia i mean you're not going to change what's not no, broken it's, that's right? also I the best-selling pickup right so exactly. you're not going to yeah. do a monumental change and potentially alienate a lot of your customer base but what they did change looking at you chevy is the tailgate <laughs> yes oh god the tailgate <laughs> so i have this philosophy okay <laughs> so you know pickups way back when used to be very very useful not saying that they're not useful now but it's always been a numbers game with these big Detroit three who can have the bigger bed, right? And now right. that we're seeing the expansion <laughs> of those men that make trucks, right? So Amen, everybody compares size. <laughs> bigger's always better, right? <laughs> bigger's always better. <laughs> so we saw in terms of bigger, always better people going towards larger cabins. Uh, so you don't see many two door pickups on offer anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're seeing all these four four doors, and you can't you have to maximize what what cargo space you have available. Right. So now you're seeing all the heights of these cargo boxes increasing, increasing, increasing. So Chevy took one of the first steps to put those steps built into the bumper. Yes, which. At this point, like, why is that not a thing? Like, I know, right? That should be a thing on everybody. Yeah, right. Because it's so simple, so functional. Yeah. And let you get to either side of the bed. I mean, it's, easy. it's pretty straightforward. Um, and I think it's a common sense solution. Uh, no super intense engineering needs to go into it. Not much to break. Right. Simple. And then we saw Dodge come up with their one third door, two third door thing that I'm not sure anyone ever bought. No, nobody ever bought. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and they also did the Ram box. The Ram box. Yes. Trying to make use of those extra large. Yeah, so ripping off the sides. avalanche. Yeah, exactly. Years <laughs> Always comes back to that. Uh, so now we're seeing this where these bed sides are so high that you can't reach into them. So GM has offered their professional series tailgates, right? Uh, that where they have multiple folding down flaps. They have tables that come out, um, turns into steps for you to mm -hmm. step into the bed because the trucks are so tall now because uh, you have to run over basically every person in the road while you're driving. You know, yeah. So Ford comes out with this new tailgate called the Pro Access tailgate, and I think it solves none of the problems that we have really. So it's giving you a Dutch door, which uh, what they're showing on the promo material is essentially uh, you have the ability if you have something to a hooked up to a trailer uh, to open up that door and you can hop back in there. Um, for all like one in one million times that you're ever going to do that. Yeah. I've never known anyone that would need to do that. No. <laughs> I in, think out, how, in, out, in, yeah. out. Yeah. So, um, but we still have this absurdly high bedside. So um, you still have that standard fold down if you need it, but then it also splits in half. And this just sounds like an engineering nightmare because I know in five to 10 years, all these tailgates are going to be flopping all over the place and you're going to have to replace every <laughs> single hinge yes. and every single door latch. And it's just insanely over-engineered for what really should be a simple solution. Um, lower the bedsides or put in some steps. One other you know, thing, a fact about the tailgate is, you know, when Chevy started coming out with their professional grade tailgates and with GMC and whatnot, there was a huge rise in tailgate thefts because these tailgates were expensive to manufacture. Shocking. So like people would go to the, straight to the dealership, steal them right off. You're kidding the vehicle. Me. No, I didn't even know steal them right off the vehicle. Not because of this reason, but because of probably many others, including this reason, has now come out with Ford stolen vehicle services, and the <laughs> F-150 is going to be the first vehicle that Ford offers in North America with Ford stolen vehicle services. It's a connected feature. It will go ahead. It will notify you straight to your app. 
if someone unauthorized moves your vehicle, like I don't know how it's going to necessarily know that, but they say if someone tows your vehicle or breaks into your vehicle, you'll get a notification. They will work with local law enfortment to go ahead and track the vehicle because it's connected. So it's kind of like very OnStarish, uh, yeah, very OnStarish and very like high tech low jack. Right, right. Well, I bet that would be great for Nissan Altima owners too. Well, absolutely, those <laughs> Altima owners. God, they would just, they would disable it first thing because they don't want anybody to know what they're doing. <laughs> They're big yeah. ultimate energy. <laughs> Top secret, folks. <laughs> I just find it wild that we have to introduce theft safety for tailgates now. That's insane. <laughs> well, that, that's what I want to know, though. Is like, right. will it work if someone takes off the tailgate? Fair. Consumers need to test. <laughs> we need to test that. Yes. We, by no way, are we. We are not going to be condoning anyone testing testing it. that. So we Please would like to see the test. <laughs> so another piece of news is Hyundai's change in design language. I'm a huge fan of it. I, I am a big proponent of it. Hyundai for the longest time copied people. And while they kind of still do that in a little bit of ways, they've kind of reinvented themselves in this brand new design language, which a lot of us really think actually, you know, kind of kicked off with um, the, the new Santa Fe, but it actually kind of predates that. So in, um, it's not a U.S. market vehicle, but the Staria minivan actually kind of kicked off this design language, which then went to the Azera, right. oh, which yeah, is also that. no longer in the United States. Right. So the first taste we got of it was with the new Santa Fe, which is, I think fantastically designed it is so cool it is just a very very neat design it kind of looks like a mashup of a ford flex and the new defender <laughs> but it actually like is cohesive that that's the that's the neatest thing about it. it's very cohesive it's got the blocky list it's got the pixelated h's in the headlights and in the taillights and i think the design overall works it's just very very cool they actually had an xrt concept vehicle which would not not look out of place with the folks in coventry meaning land rover because Thank you. it's lifted it's bulky. It's got the same add-ons that the uh, that the uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> that the Defender does. Exact same. But it's from Hyundai. These yeah. things are going to sell gangbusters. You thought you had to wait for a Telluride? Yeah. You haven't seen anything yet. I, I, well, I, I got to say, I think you're dead on the money. I think they're going to sell a ton of them. It had, everything's moving towards a blocky design language, um, which is very, very different from where Hyundai was before. Very different. Um, I just feel like it just feels very, to me, just one note everything is just so straight and yeah okay i i dig it i dig the headlights i think that's cool that they got the h pattern in there because every brand needs a signature trademark Absolutely. right they, got, they gotta have it i mean caddy has those vertical lamps uh you know and some do it with a failure you know like kia with the redesigned logo everybody's like right. tell me about that kn car yeah yeah, yeah. it's not kn it says kia so i mean i think it's smart choice yeah, yeah. I think it's smart choice i I'm just not thrilled with some of the smaller features of this. I just feel like the back end of it, I know that, so they're, they're using the excuse that they need to put them down low uh, for that hatch opening to make it wide enough. I just feel like at this point in society, like, have we not figured out how to make taillights that open on both sides of the hatch? Because like, I know that that's been happening for decades now. Audi's so. been doing it for years. Yeah. So it just seems like an odd decision to me. That's um, very odd. I feel like someone came up with it and they're like, yeah, this looks really good. Looks cool. And now we got to find ways to defend it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it kind of looks like a modern El Camino almost. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird true. to see taillights that low. Yeah. Yeah. So it's completely out of place. That's the one piece that I kind of think it falls apart a little bit, but gotcha. they're still going to sell gangbusters. So what do you think of the new um, Elantra and the new Sonata? Well, um, I think the refresh did a really great job of modernizing up that front end. Um, the light bar going across the front ties it in with a lot of the other ones that we're seeing come out of Hyundai and just really across the whole board. That's definitely a trend that we're seeing across all automakers moving towards that light signature. Probably 
giving a nod towards our EV future that we're mm -hmm. seeing in a lot of the brands. Absolutely. But if I'm honest with you, I think the Elantra is always pr a pretty good looker. Uh, even when they redesigned it years ago, it you just like stood the CN7? out. Well, I, th I think that I think that well, it stood out. Viewers, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> I think it stood out. And with, that, with that creased mess that they came out with <laughs> in 2020 as a 2021 <laughs> model. Was not a fan of that, but Hyundai at least saw the error of their ways. They fixed it, and now it looks so much nicer. It definitely the does. The Elantra N, fantastic performance option, looks great now. Yeah. So I would yeah. not kick one of those out of my driveway, definitely. and it's a great competitor for like the Civic Type R. I absolutely agree, and it's nice to see folks entering that market, just as we're seeing other folks uh, pulling out of uh, what is traditionally their safe space, uh, which is our hot hatches. And I'm, I'm a little bitter about that. Womp womp. Yeah. Um, but way to go, Hyundai, because I think you guys are on a roll. Um, and, you know, props to you because you're not afraid to take risks. I think also, like, the Ionic 5, mm -hmm. like, oh, how unique so cool. is that vehicle? So cool. Like, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, oh, gosh, what was the... Uh, That old Italian sedan, the rally sedan, Lancia Strat, no, not the Stratus, the uh, Delta, no. Delta Integrale. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of, it kind of has like the Delta Integrale vibes. It's funny. I was thinking something different. And I'm sure you were. Did you have <laughs> um, no imagination? I think it looks. <laughs> well, I think it just looks like a really modernized, cooler version of the Dodge Omni. Yeah, the, the GLHS, yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah, it's, it's mean, got the same sort of vibe. Goes which like is, hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes like hell. <laughs> but, like, it has this retro 80s look, um, which we got, we're seeing some more retro 80s stuff coming out of Hyundai with their the, sports car concept. Yeah, supposedly they're going to green light that concept. That's going to be amazing yeah, if they do. I that's cannot gonna, wait. That's another gangbusters car. That's going to be an EV that I could actually see in my driveway. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. it's so cool. Definitely. It's like a really modern, updated, like DeLorean-esque vibe, but with actual horsepower. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. The, poor DeLorean. It looks so good. It's so slow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the the, uh, the the new Sonata is so cool with that light bar. Oh, it yeah. really kind of like looks like a Lucid Air, like a budget Lucid Air. It really does. And You're so I think that's right. really cool. And so the Elantra and the Sonata both debuted in Miami. Mm. And so Hyundai saw fit not to bring them to Detroit. So that mm. was just yet another thing that the show was lacking. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of take like dropping off in, in these auto shows, especially Detroit. It seems used to be such a huge auto show. Everyone looked forward to it. And they moved the date of it to hopefully mm -hmm. encourage some more folks to come out. Um, but the number of debuts, I mean, certainly better than last year's debuts, but right. just not really killing it. I, mean, no. I think we're seeing a lot of expansion in terms of other markets possibly, but also just I think auto shows in general are starting to lose their popularity, they are. which is really which heartbreaking. Is very sad. Yeah. Very sad to see because it's just part of American culture, right? To have a debut of a cool exactly. vehicle. And at Detroit, Stellantis brought us a Jeep Gladiator with a new grill <laughs> and some new infotainment. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up our auto show recap of the North American International Auto Show. As more auto shows happen this season, we'll be sure to bring you some comments and coverage from those as well. All right. Join us next week where we're going to be talking about our dream garages. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you then.